The following was recorded during the COVID-19 pandemic through Zoom meetings in accordance with local health guidelines. I'm Mike Maloney and welcome to the CSRM Tuesday Talk, a monthly roundtable discussion covering a range of relevant topics in ministry and current events. Let's join Dr. Greg Linville, Dan Stoffer, and Greg English as we hear from international experts in the fields of sports, recreation, and fitness ministry. We'll start in by introducing our, our co-conversationalist here. And uh, Asa, who is joining us from Sweden, uh, we welcome her. Welcome, Asa. Thank you. And we will, uh, hear, we will hear introductions for them in just a moment. Debbie Brown from Houston. Welcome, Debbie. Hey. And hey, everybody. I believe Shane has just joined us from uh, Atlanta area. Shane, welcome. Let's uh, let's just start by having the three of you introduce uh, yourselves. Again, tell people where you are, where you are geographically, what your role is at the church, anything that can help introduce yourselves to the, the all that are joining today. Let's go in that order, Asa, Debbie, and, and Shane. Hello, everyone. My name is Wasa Björk, strange Swedish name. We have letters in our alphabet you don't have, so that's why it's weird. Johnson Baptist Church. Welcome, Kate. So I'm from Sweden. Conversationalist right now. Uh, that's the northern part of Europe. We're getting into springtime, seeing a little bit of sunshine, which is lovely. I work in a church with 850 members. I'm a health and fitness pastor, and we have had a gym for almost 20 years, 1,500 members in the gym. Uh, before working in our church, me and my family served as missionaries in the Middle East, speaking Arabic, working with Muslim friends, sharing Jesus through health and fitness, through soccer. So that is our passion and my background. I'm married to Thomas. He used to be a semi-professional soccer player. And I have two teenagers that were born, both born in the Middle East. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Thank you. Um, my name is Debbie Brown, and I'm with Houston's First Baptist Church, um, Houston, Texas. Um, my title is Associate Director of Fitness and Recreation, and I just celebrated my 20th year in ministry this year, which has been really such a joy to be able to serve and just watch how God has just grown the ministry. Um, we're a huge Baptist church, um, smaller gym in comparison to a lot of the other gyms in Houston. Houston's a very big place. Um, we have about 1,200 uh, fitness center members, 
And um, so I'm just looking forward to reopening and, and I just had no idea how much I just love our members. You know, so many, it's so easy to take things for granted until you're, you know, just cast into a different situation and just trying to navigate through. So, um, so it's been, you know, a challenge, but it's been good. And I know that God is good and he has been working and I believe our best days are ahead of us. And um, I look forward just to chatting with all of y'all. Jane. All right. Can everybody hear me? Yes. Hey, can you hear me? Uh, my name is Shane Millard, and I serve as an assistant pastor in sports and fitness at Johnson Ferry Baptist Church in Marietta, Georgia. And um, we have uh, been here since uh, 2006 on staff. Uh, this is my third church I've served at. I uh, have a family of four young kids and uh, trying to navigate uh, the waters like many of you uh, these past few days and weeks. Um, but uh, we do a variety of, we do lots of stuff at Johnson Ferry to serve our community. And one of those things is fitness and um, uh, certainly uh, been a little bit of a challenge, but also a joy trying to look what that can look like uh, during these times. And I look forward to being on this call with all of you. All right, we'll reverse the order. Shane, we'll start with you. Describe what your ministry looked like before the whole COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. In specific to fitness or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or anything uh, you'd like to share, but, but we definitely want to hit fitness. Yeah. Um, in fitness, um, we have about 50 or so classes per week that we offer on our campus if everything was normal. Um, uh, a lot of variety of stuff, uh, mostly morning classes, some evening classes. Um, that it's about our program's probably about ninety-seven percent female uh, driven. Um, that's largely due to our childcare offering that we have in our morning classes. Um, it's just a great fit for moms, um, but that that is what our program looks like nor typically. Um, we have a large youth sports and adult sports and travel sports arm as well. Um, but that's typically what our fitness program looks like. Um, if it, everything was normal. Debbie? Um, uh, just like Shane, we offered uh, maybe about 30 classes per week. We have a fitness staff of about 15 um, with uh, most of our staff part-time our personal trainers um, performed maybe 80 sessions every pay period which every two weeks um, offering child care in the morning uh, Monday Wednesday Friday from 8 o'clock in the morning till 1130 and um, obviously you know people coming and going about 1200 members and just lots of activity uh, with our members coming and going and then a wide range of ages race so it's really pretty equal um with all that we have a lot of young people we have you know a lot of seniors not you know just all over the map when it comes to your demographic and all of that so yeah awesome yes similar to my friends here we have probably 40 classes a week a lot of elders um 
also have something looks like CrossFit. We call it Total Fit because it's got a spiritual element to it. You you train body, mind, and spirit, but in a CrossFit-like way, heavy lifts and stuff. Um, a gym that is open seven days a week. I wish we had childcare. We don't. A uh, lot of seniors, um, and they cannot come now because of the COVID-19. I, I realize it's different in different parts of the world. In Sweden, we haven't had lockdown, but oh, people over 70 uh, are, are asked to stay at home. So we probably have 30% of people coming to normal. Um, a lot of people in the evenings and seniors are usually the ones that are filling our gyms during the days. And any of you just jump in as you feel led on this one. Some of you have addressed it a bit, but what what does your ministry look like now in the midst of this? What what are you trying to accomplish? What are you doing? Any of the three. Well, I'll jump in. Um, we didn't have any kind of live video type stuff. Maybe we had a little bit, um, but I mean, we just had so much activity in the ministry as far as classes and personal training and all of that, 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 you know, we just felt that live, you know, in person was our strongest um, uh, ministry opportunity. And, um, and then of course, when we, got the orders to shut down it was just like wow what do we do um and it took us a little while only because we had no idea it, it seems like the fitness instructors myself included a lot of us are extroverts where you know not uh, have any hesitation and and uh, stepping up to the plate but when it came time to sticking a camera or a you know the computer on someone where there wasn't your you know live people nobody wanted to do it so it was like that was really really hard and it was just like my heart was just absolutely burdened for our members who uh, everybody's home and everybody's hurting and nobody could do anything and everybody was lost and what's going to happen to us and it's like oh my gosh we have hope you know to bring to people um even if we can't see that person you know right in front of us so we finally stepped in um, it's a little scary when you hit the live button. It's even scarier when you're sideways and you don't know how to get back up straight up. But, um, but we kind of felt like God has opened a door for us and we're going to continue on this path. Um, but you know, that's one of the things that's been really exciting for us that has been a new opportunity. Um, uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's good. It's, the Lord's doing it. So, you know, we're reaching people that we would have never been able to reach before. So that's kind of exciting. Uh, so awesome. I've been, like I said before, Sweden is not in a lockdown, so we can go out. So some of the classes we've had for senior people, we have arranged walking groups. You say walking sticks, like out walking. And we'll also put two of the classes outdoors. We have a facility around the church, and we, the, they allow us to be up to 50 people, which we never are. So that could be from a handful to up to 20 people doing aerobics kind of classes outside. 
uh, I've also been helping to produce something we call family.fit. It's an initiative from seven different big mission organizations, Loving Jesus and Sports. And it's a free tool that is free on the internet. It, one lesson comes out every week with a theme, a biblical theme, and also um, health and fitness moves. And it's free for everyone to use. And we have people from all over the world recording. Last week we had things from uh, the Pacifics coming in, Uzbekistan and from South Africa. So people are contributing. So I can write it in the, fa uh, in the chat. It's called family.fit and it's for everyone to use. It's a faith-based, fun family fitness, 25 minutes, uh, biblical theme every week. So that's something we've been helping with. Awesome. Um, we're in an area where we definitely have had to um, quickly relook at what ministry can look like under the circumstances. And so um, our fit fitness instructors jumped at the opportunity, um, not all of them, uh, like Debbie said, but um, some of them definitely did. And uh, we had we had kind of two different offerings for people, um, two different, I guess, methodologies or ways to get fitness to them as, as well as just some ministry opportunities to the devotion in the class and prayer time, et cetera. Um, some classes did a live zoom. Um, so we offered live classes through zoom. Um, uh, some folks really like that because it, it, it provides that personal touch and you feel like you're engaged with folks. Um, as a matter of fact, our entire ballet ministry uh, did that. Um, and kept classes going. Um, but then we had also had a segment in fitness where we would record the videos and uh, put them up on Vimeo. So we would use Vimeo, um, create an account, and uh, put a bunch of fitness videos on Vimeo for people um, to see. During this whole quarantine process, um, like my kids in school, I think the beginning was super cool, uh, but then it kind of wore off its luster. So same in fitness, the beginning, we were getting a lot of traffic on the videos. Um, you know, it was, oh, cool, this is new uh, and different, et cetera. But then I think as the weeks have gone by and continue to go by, um, they have lost their luster a little bit. Um, and so um, I think people are getting a little tired of Zoom meetings, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and just uh, want things to get back to normal. So, but we had kind of two different platforms that we all, Offered for folks um, and we're evaluating when we get back um, uh, we're still waiting to see I was a little bit late to the phone call because I was in a uh, what is regathering for worship look like at Johnson Berry uh, meeting so um, we're hoping to um, get back soon but it might be smaller classes um, but then we still may offer a online component um, so it's making us rethink that. Do we offer both when we get back? Debbie, you might be thinking the same thing. You know, do we offer live and online? You know, what do we do? Um, and then uh, one kind of cool story is we, we've partnered with a, a senior living home. It's across the street from our church. And we had live, our instructors were going over there and teaching classes at the senior living facility. Well, when all this happened, um, the owners of the senior living property worked the technology out with us and we zoomed in our instructor. Um, and I, I can't tell you 
the the blessing that it was for those senior ladies at that senior living, especially when their family can't come and visit them, uh, their doors are locked. Um, but to have their fitness instructor uh, teach an online class and for the uh, uh, staff there to set that up, it was huge. So that was cool. Great. Hey everyone, uh, Dan Stouffer. Uh, I'm the uh, director of church relations with CSRM, and uh, would love to uh, see if we can kind of shift gears to something that that Asa said that I think would be really cool to kind of dive into, especially um, if you have a strategy for this. But she mentioned being whole, and we know, especially right now with COVID nineteen, so many people are isolated, and maybe starting some states here um, are starting to open up some, but. Where does your fitness ministry strategy play into mental health also? Uh, if you have anything you want to share there that might help people, because I think coming out of this, um, we know that fitness ministry is fantastic, but we also know there are some benefits mentally. And so if there's any resources or any experience that you could share there, I think that'd be very beneficial. Mm. Hey, I know I'm uh, kind of a maverick here as far as uh, contribution. I actually work for a vendor, but I care deeply about and partnered with my churches that use sports as a ministry tool. I'm going to uh, send a chat, a link to some of the things that we're doing here at, at, at BSN Sports. And a lot of it is content specific to uh, it's, it's all, they're all recorded webinars on different sports and so forth. But we also take that very seriously too, what you're talking about. We have one that's coaching mental fortitude and it's a lady named Jessica Hardy. And she talks about what it takes to get through challenging times as she explains her suspension from the Olympics. So she went through that and I'll be quiet beyond that. I'm just uh, a listening ear trying to be a help where I can, and I'll post that link if anybody wants to take advantage of it. Thank you. Richard, we appreciate that very much. And uh, those of you that might have other contributions or questions, just chat it to Dan or I. Uh, we want to make sure that all of your contacts, I know many of you, Brad and others on the call, would, would have some great resources for people. But for our three co conversationalist uh, respond to Dan's question about the further uh, influence and impact that this can have on people your ministries can have well um, so we, we yeah okay I'll go, go first ahead, go and you Debbie sorry sorry uh, so we are in an area where there are a lot of the two areas of immigrants staying close to where we have social group three, we say in Swedish, I think you understand what I mean, less fortunate, you know, social economy difficulties. So we are having on Thursday mornings, we have an open space where people are welcome to come uh, free of charge. We have coffee and some healthy fruits and bread without sugar and so forth. And, the clinics nearby us send people to us knowing that these are isolated people. It might be immigrants who, who don't ever speak Swedish, don't know any Swedish people. Uh, and we have um, a, a time of 
just a fellowship and a, a subject of the week. And that has something to do with health. The importance of um, eating via uh, a good diet, for instance, or someone can come and tell their life story. And then we have training and relaxation added to that Thursday morning. Uh, it's been really popular for people to come that are having psychological problems, mentally problems, and just people who go through a crisis and suddenly it's difficult to come to church and face 600 people. Or uh, uh, So even now we are in contact with those people because they can't come because of the COVID-19. So we're having phone calls, uh, staying in contact with them, and it feels more important than ever because if you were alone before, this thing is so difficult and we know loneliness is dangerous for your health um, so that's something we do one of the things that i found um, we have a, a wednesday night programming um, that we offer to any and all church members we're a membership facility um, so to come you know in our fitness center or attend our classes you have to be a member of the fitness center but on wednesday nights we open it up to all of our church or anybody that wants to come. So it's free of charge. And what we typically do is we will choose a book or Bible study that we will study together. And so we were midstream when we got the stay at home orders. And it was like, you know, we were all left scrambling with what to do. And then it was like, okay, well, let's try Zoom and see what happens. And, and they gave us the option as we could just kind of like, we don't have to finish, you know, everybody is home. No one's expecting, you know, us to, you know, we're not going to be able to get together. And I don't know, just everything in me just wanted to continue and to try. It's like, I think that's the biggest thing as you were talking about hope, Dan. It was like, you know, that we're the hope givers. We have answers. Um, and, you know, the, the scripture, you know, Hebrews talks about that the word of God is living and active. And so how can we not share something that's going to give hope or that's living and active It's seed planted in the hearts of the hearers? And so we went ahead and started scheduling some Zoom stuff. And, and I mean, I, it was it was challenging, but it was good. And we ended up finishing that Bible study. And on the last week we did um the book study we were doing it was called fully alive by susie larson she's an amazing author and um, the very last chapter was all about the rewards that jesus gives us for serving him and i mean typically we don't think about you know we don't want to walk around and think oh i'm going to get a reward right you know we we our hearts aren't that our heart is to love people well and to share the gospel but it was neat to be able to actually think about that that Jesus actually talked about that even if we give a cup of cold water in Jesus name we're going to be given a reward for that so it's it's all about the gospel going forward and I mean it, we were all in tears when we got to the end of it because it was like it was something that we finished you know so I think you know what you were saying um, Osa, about uh, you know that hope and just giving people that next step of being able to okay how do we get through this you know, how do we get through that? It's about loving people well. And so at the end of our study, we had people say, okay, wait a minute, what are we going to do next? So we went ahead and jumped in and we're doing another one. And um, I actually have 25 ladies that have signed up and there's some from Atlanta 
and all around. And it's like, oh my gosh, people want to know how to grow in Christ. They want to know who this great God is that's going to see us through this difficult time and what's next. We don't know what's next. I mean, if we watch the news and we look at everything around us, we're going to crumble. And so we're going to go into that funk. We're going to go into that place of depression because it's like uh, we, we got to figure this out and we can't figure it out. We're helpless. If God doesn't show up and do something amazing, you know, we don't know what's next, but we know that God is faithful. And so I think, you know, we have to be the ones that are just taking the lead and sharing the hope that we have um, in Christ and point people to where um, what's going to help. And we know that that's Jesus. Anything else? Okay. Uh, I'd like to, again, welcome that there's some people that have come on since we started, and we want to thank you all for participating in this. Uh, keep yourself muted if you can to eliminate any background noise. And if you have a question, chat that to myself or to Dan Soper, and we'll uh, ask the, our co-conversationalists these questions that are coming. And... Also, I'd like to make sure everybody knows that that you would know that this is the second of four that we're doing in May of these Tuesday talks, and it's all related around the COVID conversations. And we know that this is something that we're, we're all dealing with around the world. And so if you missed last week, it is uh, archived. It's on youth sports in a local church. And so if you have somebody in your church uh, that would like to, to watch that, uh, listen to that. And then the next two weeks are sort of overarching kinds of concepts. Next week, we're going to talk about the finances because the finances are really being hurt in all of these ministries. And, and many of you are, uh, your salaries or your stipends are based upon revenues that are generated. And so what can we do to keep your job and what are the financial considerations? And then the last Tuesday of May, we're going to talk about facilities how do we reopen them? What what do we need to think about in terms of overall facilities? So just keep in mind that those are there and there's an open invitation. And if you would like to know that, that you'd be specifically invited to that, uh, I'm gonna chat my email address and you can then contact me specifically to make sure you're put on that invite list. For the three, for uh, our three co-conversationalists, I'd ask for you: Do you do you have any questions for the other uh, other two people? Asa, do you have questions for Debbie or for Shane? Maybe a challenge. I talked to someone this week, and uh, yeah, so yeah, it's a question and a challenge. And he said, "Also, you know." He, he used to be a soccer athlete. He said, you know when you're injured, things get disrupted, you want to be out on the field and compete, and suddenly you can't. So you go into the gym and you start your rehabilitation and you build your muscles. This is my prayer for us and for you guys. Now we have time, we didn't choose to be here, but what do we do with our time? I want to challenge you, how do you build muscles? How can you use this time to draw closer to Jesus and coming out of it stronger and prepared and well fit for what God has for in the future? I am sure that we will learn amazing things through this difficult time, 
none of us wants to be here. We want to be back to normal, meeting people, seeing things go well, money come in, people getting blessed, and suddenly everything is changed for a season. So my question maybe to Debbie and to Sean, uh, how do you build muscles? How do you stay alert? How do you hear the voice of Jesus? And, and what are things you're learning? Difficult one, but something I'm processing, thinking about for myself. Well, uh, amen to everything you just said. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think, you know, it's going to look different because everybody's circumstances are different. Um, it, and maybe some of you all on the, this call can relate that uh, we've got four young kids at home that are super needy. And so uh, with a wife that works too, um, it was just near impossible for us to work at home. And so we, uh, but for a win in our house, uh, a Christian win in our house is we've started having family devotion. I hate to say it for the first time in the mornings. Um, and with the kids being eight, six, four, and two, it's the attempt that what it's what counts. Okay. Um, the attempt. And so, uh, that has been a huge win for our family. And I think, uh, two is no, no matter what your situation is, I think a big word that is just perspective and just, uh, perspective, you know, that, um, we've got kids in our area that are going without meals. Um, because they're so used to the school program meals. Um, we've got kids that are probably in uh, unhealthy uh, situations in their household, and school is a way for them to escape um, a, a, a violent parent, um, but now they're trapped with that parent. And so there's, there's all kinds of scenarios that people are in. So I just think, you know, perspective and thankfulness, um, you know, is something to be learned in all of this. So um, while I don't have tons of free time um, because of our dynamics um, and tons of quiet time, I, I have no time to read right now. <laughs> um, but uh, I think there's other ways that God has been teaching our family um, just uh, his grace and his mercy and just how to be thankful and blessed for what we have. And, um, um, just uh, his mercy. So, I like that P word um, perspective. What came to my mind was um, perseverance and grace. Um, like you, Shane, I've I've been busier, so it's it's like we had a long list of to dos that we needed to to do. Um, so we were still working from home. And um, for me, I had um, an, an unexpected door open up in January and we bought a house. And so we were in the process of moving from one location to the other location during this whole thing. And since um, your household contents were not considered essential, we had to do it ourselves. So it took us like four weeks uh, working in the day and then I'm working at night moving things. But I mean, that was really, it was a huge blessing and it was an awesome thing. I actually moved um, right across the street from the church. So now I don't even have to drive to work. I can just walk across the street, which is awesome. I'm excited about that. But um, so, you know, trying to navigate through, you know, and persevering through working in the day, you know, moving at night and all of that. And so I, I accept your challenge too, um, Usa, that it was just like, um, 
I, I found, you know, when you move somewhere and you've got to kind of like get your bearings about, you know, where's going to be your prayer spot, where's going to be, you know. So I have actually an outdoor patio that's covered um, with, you know, like a, a glass enclosure. And that became my prayer room. So that became my Bible study spot. There was a little enough room for a table be able to keep my Bible out there. I turned it into a little workout space as well. So I had, you know, my workout stuff there. And as we were doing things online, I could actually just move things out of the way and, you know, videotape there, which was awesome. And so um, last Wednesday, I was in the space. I'd have my quiet time. Was, I needed to go get ready to go to across the street to go to work. And uh, it was about eight o'clock, went upstairs, got ready, walked out my front door, which I had to kind of round the corner. And um, I looked and a huge tree limb, maybe about 250 pounds had dropped from the tree and landed on my prayer room. So I'm like, oh my goodness, uh, I don't know what to do. I'm a brand new homeowner, who do I call? So I just, you know, thought, you know what, the devil tries, you know, but we know that God is good and, and it's just one of those things. So it's like, I had to kind of move my prayer room. I'm like, okay, I don't know where to go next. But um, I just felt like the Lord said perseverance, you know, uh, the scripture talks about in Galatians 6, 9, do not grow weary in well-doing. And um, so, you know, that we will reap if we don't give up. And so, you know, we, we don't give up. We just keep taking the next step to what God is calling us to do. And, you know, we don't have all of the answers, but, you know, he's going to give us the answers. He, God tells us if we lack wisdom, ask and he'll give it to us. And that's exactly what he's doing. And so the other thing that I heard with perseverance was also grace. And it's like, there's so many times in our lives that, you know, we do get busy with all of the tasks on our plate that, you know, even when we encounter our members in our ministry, you know, we'll take a second or two to say hi or whatever, but then we move on to the next thing that we've got to do. And so I think, you know, for me, the biggest thing, I don't feel like I've ever really neglected um, a moment that God has given me, but, you know, obviously, you know, you have, you know, I can't say I haven't never do that, but anyway, but I think just loving people more, you know, taking the opportunity to hear someone's heart and to allow them to share the struggle, you know, that's, that's what we're here for is to be the body of Christ and to love each other well. And, um, to love them into the next thing, you know, invite them to come to things. And we've tried to partner more um, with our church than ever. I mean, we're sharing on social media, Sunday morning services and stuff. And so I feel like, you know, that, that is a great thing that, you know, we've done in the past, but we keep doing more of, and that is pointing people to the next good stuff. Um, I will, Go ahead, Shane. I will say, um, one thing that came to mind that I have been convicted of that uh, as a result of this uh, coronavirus is, um, you know, the, we all know that the church is not the building. You know, it's not the buildings that we go to. It's not the fitness centers we go to. Um, it's not the programs we lead. Um, you know, we put a lot of stock in our programs. But really, when it comes down to it, um, I'm reading this great book called Disciple Shift um, when I have had time to read. And it, it's just a great reminder that, you know, Shane, who are you discipling? You know, who are you discipling? Your lead, the leaders at Johnson Berry um, and our fitness programs, you know, uh, who are we discipling? Because if you take away the building, the programs, you know, who are we pouring into and who are we walking through uh, what it looks like to have a growing relationship with Jesus Christ? And so, 
um, that's been a real conviction um, that I would say during this whole time. Um, so, at any time, any of the three of you can uh, can ask each other's questions. A couple of the questions that are coming in from the gallery uh, have a lot to do with questions about uh, reopening and how are you planning to reopen. Um, do do you have a phased in kind of a approach to this? Uh, are you just going to reopen the doors? Um, and how, how do you how do you deal with things like maybe having um, smaller numbers or spacing issues? What's what's going on in your thinking about that whole reopening and how you're going to approach the future? Yeah, some uh, we're working through that heavily as a church, and we're following the direction of our leadership. Uh, fitness, I would say, because it can be small in numbers, is probably one of the first things uh, to open up. Our like our pastor said, it's, reopening is not going to be like turning on a light switch and everything's back to normal. You know, there's going to be a slow process uh, for everything uh, starting back up. But we're hopeful that fitness can be one of the first things um, because it can be small in numbers. Um, uh, if we, if you have fields, you know, that's obviously a great thing to take advantage of. And you have outdoor space because spacing becomes easier uh, to use. We don't traditionally use our fields for fitness, but we may um, because um, it's a great, uh, easy opportunity that doesn't require a ton of cleaning um, uh, for us to regather in in fitness classes. Inside, I think uh, practically we're going to have to have small numbers. Um, we're hoping to get going by, I'd say, mid to late June um, and having some sort of classes here. Uh, where Whatever your class spacing is, I think we're, we're looking at putting a, a bigger gap in between those classes. Uh, for cleaning uh, that needs to happen. Um, uh, we thought about, you know, do we need to ask participants to uh, bring their own yoga mat? You know, do we, what do we need to ask participants to do? And so, um, but at a minimum, I would say smaller numbers and then time between classes to clean. Um, but um, uh, we won't, uh, I don't see us asking people uh, to wear masks, um, you know, what I'm learning about the mask is there's two different big camps <laughs> on the mask and you got to be sensitive um, to masks. When we open up services here, uh, we won't ask our congregants to wear masks, but the staff uh, and our volunteers will wear masks just as the Home Depot employees, just as the public's employees, et cetera, uh, out of sensitivity for that. So, um, you know, I think uh, I think if we show our community that we can practice social distancing well, uh, that we can take it seriously, and it's not just one big joke, then I think we'll earn uh, favor in our community and be able to start back. Yeah. Also, you plan to jump right back in it, or are you gonna you gonna just gonna phase it in? You were never closed, so it's a little different there. Yes, it's a little bit different, but what, what we have adapted our, I thought about that when I heard Shane speak, and maybe it can be helpful for some of you. So we have decided, we have closed our change area. You cannot take a shower or change where you are 
tight with other people so we have sent emails to all our clients saying you can come and train uh, but social distancing and that means you can't Sweden we love our saunas you know heat that is closed and that the showers are closed so people can change at home and we have a few how can I say I don't know be planned so if someone has to go to work I can show them okay you can change and take a shower in here because it's just the one place I don't know how it looks like in America if you have but we didn't have one single room with one shower and so that's why we closed the, the big changing rooms um, and like Shane said we have had to put things outside that wasn't designed for for training outside but we've been thinking creatively and changing the classes and also putting smaller numbers so in our computer system when you book your classes we've cut the the numbers by half and more and keeping keeping yeah. that keeping that theme going debbie also add to it and then shane or asa come back on this as well how is this working the reopening in terms of working with the entire rest of the church and congregation uh that they're opening for worship are, are you are you being influenced impacted restricted by the overall church opening anything there debbie and then shane and also you can also contribute yeah no we're we're actually waiting until the church starts its service before we um reopen so that is uh will be june 1st for us um we just we fall under the leadership of the church we trust them 100 percent um, with any decision being made um and we're obviously um being cautious um, we want to, you know, make the right decision. Um, we will be limited to 25% capacity. Um, and with everyone else on the call, you know, depending on how your facility is laid out kind of determines your, you know, course of action. And so for us, um, we have a front desk that you come in the door and then you go kind of down by a playland and then you go up some stairs to get to the fitness center. And so it's like, you know, I got out and kind of did a design of the facility and just to see how are we going to be able to socially distance people going up the stairway? You know, will there be, you know, an X on the floor so that if someone's coming down, someone will have to wait, you know, here until they pass by, you know, things like that. Our strength area is um, really uh, very, very close um, so that we don't know if we're going to have to shut down certain machines. Um, our cardio area is the same way. It's kind of a narrow in and out. Um, our classes, we think we'll be okay with our classes. Our room is a little bigger. It's, it'll be easier for us to um, distance everybody. We have multiple doors that go in the group room, so we can actually create a one-way in, one-way out um, sort of thing. And so we think that will be easier. Just like with Shane, um, we will distance the class a little bit. So we'll have time in between to be able to clean um, uh, between classes um, with that. And then, of course, you know, keeping our employees safe as well. We have a couple of our instructors that don't feel comfortable coming back yet. And that's okay. It's like, you know, it really is a, 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 that comfort level with everybody, you know, being feeling 100% safe. Um, with that so yeah we have our, our kind of our phases in and then obviously we will go by our, our government standards here locally uh, when they give us permission to be able to have more than 25 
um, percent capacity. But we had a, a funeral service this past Friday, Saturday for a fallen police officer who was killed in a helicopter crash. And we all wore masks during all of that. And I'll be honest with you, wearing a mask for two hours, I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was going to pass out. And I thought there's absolutely, it's going to be really difficult for people to wear a mask and work out. So, you know, we're like you, Shane, we're not going to require the masks as of right now that I know of that could change obviously. Um, but, um, you know, you know, we're in new territory, but you know, God is going to lead us and guide us and show us what to do. And, you know, we're, we're meeting, you know, every, um, week, just really kind of setting our plans in motion. Shane and also pick up on any of that and also add to, are you considering doing classes that are, that you require masks and then other classes that you're not going to require masks? Okay. Maybe, I'll start. Mask is not a question in Sweden. We we don't use it. it but I realize our government is going a total. We're 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 an exception in the world. So maybe you shouldn't look at us in this. But I'm just thinking where we are now is maybe what Shane is explaining. Not switching the light lamp on at once. So we cannot have service because in Sweden you can't be more than 50 people. So a lot of things has shut down. But some of it is open so maybe we are where you will be from first of june debbie and uh, what we realized as a church is if if so health and fitness has been open the whole time we but we had to discuss even with the with the children's department in church so if it's if it's not safe for us to have a class how can we gather the seven-year-olds these are the kind of discussions we've had in church because realizing there needs to be some kind of harmony like if we think this way here why do they think that way in that corner so that's where we ended up in saying we as leadership wants to know how we view this because we're all under the same church so um so we can't have services on sundays we have stream but we still have prayer meetings because we normally we're 30 people and we can be up to 40 people that's what is legal in sweden right now and that's why we can have uh, fitness, but also we have the things happening for children if there are a number with 30, 40 people. I don't know if this is any help for you guys, but just like having those conversations with all the different branches in church was helping because we don't want to show the community that we're not thinking clearly. It was important to us to talk so we have a a way forward in this because all churches where we are at and you will probably see it in a month or two when you start to open up churches will take different approaches and, and we learn but we found it helpful to to also talk to churches close to us there's some of them we have a understanding and just learning from each other and seeing we did this it didn't really work so think this way and so this kind of, I think, community that we have right now is really helpful. One of the Keep things we are not, we're not going to offer childcare um, right away. We don't know when that's going to change. Um, it's hard too because we have just fought so hard over the years to minister to our moms. Um, and it just, it breaks my heart that, that that's just not going to be an option for us right now. Um, but, um, 
just trying to think outside the box. And it's like, how can we help our moms, you know, right now? And, and, um, like you said, Shane, it's like, you know, when you've got little ones at home, you just, you, it's hard to do anything. It's like, okay, we could do something, you know, online, but the kiddos are going to be climbing all over mama. You know, that's not really going to be a break for her. Um, so anyway, so I, we don't know, you know, when that's going to change. Um, but you know, obviously the minute we can open that back up, um, because fitness childcare is not considered essential. So it's like in our church, when our church services begin, you know, we're not sure what that looks like for childcare either. So it doesn't look like that's going to be able to happen. No, you know, so I don't know. We're just in new territory for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> our church is having a limited uh, service that we're uh, going to open June 7th, um, but it would be registration required so we can control the numbers. So um, we're working on a, uh, we got a team of folks that I'm on that we're working through with that and, uh, but no other children's programming, youth programming, uh, just going to do church, trying to limit the number uh, of bathrooms and walkways that are being utilized. Um, so trying to think through that in terms of fitness too, um, based on your facility, like Debbie said earlier. Um, but uh, so we're just kind of waiting. We're waiting for that June 7th date to happen in our world um, and see how that goes. Um, and then go, and then go from there. Uh, like Debbie said, you know, because there's no other, uh, children's programming happening on Sundays, there would not be any child care for us in fitness either uh, right now. So um, just trying to think outside the box and how to minister to those moms, like she said. But uh, June 7th is where we'll learn a lot at Johnson Ferry. One, uh, one question I think would be helpful, uh, just considering this, the crowd here. And I know uh, one of the people on the call uh, who joined us kind of early mentioned that um, – you know, she's just starting out. So what would you share with people who are just starting out in a fitness ministry and or uh, who are part of a, uh, maybe a smaller church uh, that doesn't have a gym or a workout area? What practical uh, strategies would you share with them to encourage them to move forward with this ministry? Well, I think all you need is a room. And you need your your champion. So whoever's going to be leading, um, whatever they're going to lead, whether it's a you know body weight class, whether it's have your participants bring something. Um, there's so many inexpensive fitness tools that people can purchase. I mean, literally for twenty twenty five dollars a person, and I'm saying that person can actually buy their own stuff. You know, so you don't have to have thousands of dollars to get started. Um, you know, the cool thing about women is they just show up and have fun together, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it's not, I, I don't, it, it can be complicated, but I don't think it has to be complicated. Um, you know, grab yourself a good book that, that is a Bible based of something and just like study it together, open the scripture together take a, you know, scripture apart together, or maybe just memorize that together, pray together. It's, um, I just, you know, I think the biggest thing is just take the step, you know, obviously you want to get a certification of some sort so that you know, you know, what you're doing. You definitely want to be safe when it comes to all of that. 
um, and um, pray and take a bold step, you know, and then we're here for you. So they see all the people on the call. CSRM is a great resource for that. We would be happy to help you beyond today um, for sure. And there's not going to be any question that is too dumb, you know. It's like so many different times that we've experienced people over the years and it's like, ah, oh, Jesus threw you in the deep end. It's like, okay, that's okay. You're going to swim. It's going to be okay. You know, God really, he doesn't, sometimes he calls the qualified, but more often than not, he calls and qualifies those who he calls. So I'm excited for you. Um, and we can definitely pray for you for sure. Before Shane and Asa jump in, just want to call your attention. There's some resources being shared in, in the chat uh, room there. And if you have anything to add, especially with this topic here about resources to help people get started, please feel free to add that. So Shane, Asa, love to hear your, uh, your tips for people uh, who maybe don't have a gym in their church facility and how you could help them to get started. Well, right now you could, um, <clears throat> if you can't get started at your church, you know, a, a Zoom uh, opportunity or or any kind of pl online platform would be great. You know, people are longing for community right now, and they're just they're longing to engage with other people. They're longing for community, and uh, that's where sports and fitness can really come in. It just looks a little bit different right now, and so. Um, you could certainly try, you know, a Zoom class and um, that you schedule out a couple weeks in advance. I'm just thinking out loud here. Uh, schedule out far enough for you to promote it really well. Uh, send it out um, through your avenues on social media, et cetera, your church and your community. Um, that's one thing, one thing that's really gone good for us is um, a lot of the gyms um, in the area uh, – still want to charge folks and uh oh you can take this class but yeah we're going to charge you uh we you know we don't care about the money you know we just we want to engage with you give you a great fitness class and share jesus and pray for you and so um a zoom i think a zoom class would be great just to kind of get the word out and um uh, kind of help some folks spread the word so that right now that would be my biggest recommendation is um and maybe even get two or three people to get two or three instructors together uh socially distant and uh and record it just to provide some more energy to it um to to gain some favor with folks i think would be a good idea too and maybe once you can meet together thinking social distancing of course there are great models of walking classes running classes that doesn't require any equipment but like Shane said many of us feel lonely now and if you were lonely before COVID-19 I mean has made it so much worse so to love on people I think Debbie said that before and just welcoming them and then walking together Dan, you talked about mental illness. We know that moving, running, walking is really good when you're not feeling good on the inside. So fellowship. And then, of course, um, I mean, there are stuff to do with your body weight, burpees and push-ups and sit-ups you can do with no equipment. But I think focusing on, on, on fellowship and seeing everyone and I talk a lot about creating safe space so people don't feel that they have to look 
great when they come. I mean, quite a few of us do, to be honest, feel comfortable in, in this kind of tight clothes and we feel like, oh, I need to be so fit before I even join a club. But for people to feel welcome where they're at and to journey with them. And I think Debbie, she's an evangelist. She's talking about studying the scripture, reading the Bible, praying with them. Katie, I was looking at you when she was speaking. I think it's good to, to think before, have the, the leadership of your church pray with you. So what is the purpose? What do we want to see here? What is the goal? Do we dream about a small church? Do we dream about people coming to know Jesus? Do you want to see women who are fit on the inside and out? And from there think, okay, I want to share scripture with them. I want to pray with them every time. I know from experience it's difficult to start and then realizing six months down the round, oh, I wish we could pray when we meet. Do you know what I mean? So to think through that and have people from your church pray with you before you start, like what, what do we want to see and how do we want to lay a good foundation? Um, that's one of my tips, I would say, to think through that before. It's, it's sometimes harder to change once you set a routine on something. I think, too, I think, too, um, I hope I wasn't coming across as, you know, just picking the Bible up and kind of beating you over the head with it, because I do think that you do have to be real with people and help people to see that you're a real person, but you've just, this is where you found your hope. This is where you have found purpose, you know, and all of that. So, um, you know, just beginning a relationship with people and being real because you know fitness people can be really scary and it's like okay and then uh, you know put a you know believer with a fitness person it's like ah you know I, I don't know about that so um i hope i wasn't coming across as being super super strong because i think you know the biggest thing first is you do have to have that relationship but i do think you have to be bold and but really it really boils down to what you were saying um asa is that you know that prayer covering so make sure that, you know, you're listening for what the Holy Spirit is telling you, you know, to do. So sometimes it's just about being real, you know, sharing that, oh my gosh, I ate a donut today, you know, or whatever it is. You never know what God's going to use to connect you to somebody else to bring them a little closer that maybe they'll just peek in a little bit and see, you know, what, what is this fitness stuff, you know, this fitness ministry stuff you know, all about. So the biggest weapon and tool I think you have is your music. So, you know, um, because it has a message and then it's in a universal language that will bring everybody, you know, into that community and that close and that enjoyment, you know, that's, that's a, that's a huge thing. So with you starting up your class, your music is a big thing. Great. Can I as, jump as we come down, as we come down to less, uh, quarter hour that we're together on this um, before anybody signs off make sure if you haven't been reading the chats you might want to check through that there's a lot as Dan mentioned on that resource wise and make sure that you get us there uh, your email address if you want to make sure to get invited to these Tuesday talks or other things and there's a couple points here that uh, this is actually our, our third time we've done to just CSRM by ourselves, but there was also a group of, of kind of senior sports and rec fitness ministers at local churches that just got together on a call and recorded it a couple uh, weeks ago. And 
out of out of the previous ones, there's a couple things that I'd like to pass on. In terms of legal liability, one of the things that has come out with these conversations is be sure that you have added to your informed consent that you get everybody to sign, that you've added something to that related to COVID and, and their responsibility. Because uh, many of us use these, these uh, forms, and at least in America where I live, and this is different around different states and different uh, cultures and countries, at least where I am, if you are sued, if you are taken into court and, and you're trying, people are trying to uh, get you in trouble, so to speak, and make you pay money or whatever, they go by what's called the standard of care. And so it'd be very good. I know there's a number of you here from Florida area. I know that there are people in different places uh, that are close together proximity wise get together and see what other people are doing. That way, if you ever do run into a legal problem, you can say, we do the same thing that all these other churches do. And we can even make some recommendations from CSRM for those kind of things. But you've got to add now a statement about COVID and the responsibilities. That's something that you've got to be able to do. In addition Talk to your lawyers. What's in that, Andrew? To, uh on your forms. I know uh, Shane and Debbie both have talked about they've been doing some video ministry stuff. Um, those of you that are going to record it and then post it later, you've got to be careful of two things currently. One of them is if you do use music, you need to make sure you've got permission to. Um, and that's something that if you talk to the music ministry department within your church, they'll be able to help you navigate that a little bit. Um, the other thing is that, um, you know, all three of our, our conversationalists today have talked about the fact of making sure that they are doing things in unity with the community and not trying to put themselves, you know, above the community or the health guidelines. Another good thing to add before, um, even this video that we're doing right now, one of the things that's going to go on there is the fact that this was recorded during the pandemic. And so it was all recorded using the whatever you're using, whether it's WebEx or Zoom or Skype. And then also mention the fact that you, we maintained all local health guidelines while doing it. That way everybody is aware that you're not trying to say we were better than them and having something bigger or we were violating anything. In fact, we're, we're doing our, our civic duty and our Christian duty by submitting to the government's authority in these matters. So what we're saying in this area is that this brings on a different perspective within the liability, the legal, uh, the legal issues that are, are out there now. And so, again, check with your lawyers, check with your state, your local, your uh, country, and you, you've just got to understand that this change has brought about some things that you need to change in what you're doing. Very important point. And if any of you have already a statement like that, could you even maybe chat that in the chat room right now? If, you're, if, if your ministry has already done this, it would be helpful for others on the call to, to be able to uh, take advantage of, of your expertise in that. 
Another thing that I'll bring uh, forward that has come out of some of the other ones is it would be very helpful for you to consider to do a survey. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail here, but a survey of all your people and just say, if we were to open up today, would you A, be there no matter what, B, be there if everybody's wearing masks or social distancing or, you know, give criteria for what, what they can check off, tick off the box and say, that has to happen, that has to happen, that has to happen, or I'm not coming until this whole thing is resolved. A, a survey that would give you that kind of feedback would be very helpful for you to know how to reopen. Again, going through things that have transpired in other Tuesday talks, etc. Um, the the other thing that particularly the senior uh, folks were talking about on their call was ask yourself the question. Everybody wants to get back in the game and wants to uh, really start the ministry part, part of this again and reaching those who are far from Jesus and his church. And so you're thinking about witness, and we, we, we applaud that. And, of course, that's, that's why CSRM exists, to help equip you to do that. But think about it from this question. Is it going to be a better witness for you to open up right away and then all of a sudden people say, everybody went there, got this virus? Right. Or would it be better to postpone it phase it in, make sure that it's going to be done in such a way that you would not have that kind of backlash. In other words, uh, we think that it would be detrimental to try to rush to something when we're really not ready to handle this kind of thing. So just that's a thought that came up with some other folks. And then there's a couple of things that I'd like to just invite you to be involved in. Again, if you've joined late, um, we have two more of these that will be live the next two Tuesdays at noon Eastern. Uh, and the, the next one will be on finances related to, to sports, rec, and fitness in the COVID era. And then also the last one will be about facilities. And some of even the questions that have come in today about how do we open the facility and how do we clean and what are the guidelines, that's going to be handled in that fourth one even more so than today. And then also, this one will be archived, as was last week. They'll all be archived, and you can go to the CSRM's website. And even if it's not, if youth sports aren't your thing, there's somebody in your church, they can still watch the one on youth sports and benefit from it. And then we'd like to also invite you to think about being part of the Reach Gathering track team, fitness track team. Uh, we have anywhere between 12 and 15 or 18 tracks at the REACH gathering every year. And if you're unfamiliar with REACH, you can, you can go to the CSRM website and get connected to it or go to reachgathering.org. And it's planned for next April in North Carolina. And there's a track on this particular subject every year. And if you would like to serve on that track team that helps to envision what goes into that track, what, what the seminars or workshops or roundtables discuss, please let us know that. And in fact, even uh, email Debbie Brown, who is our track team convener for this, 
uh, let her know that you'd be willing to help serve in that capacity. What does it mean about three one-hour meetings between now and April that you sit and talk and envision that and try to plan it out? And we will also say that we were so disappointed because ASA was going to be one of our, our plenary main session speakers this past year that was canceled. And um, I have not heard, ASA, if you're agreeing to come next year, but we certainly hope that you would. And, and uh, we, we would look forward very much. We understand that the fitness ministry is probably the fastest growing part of local church sports rec and fitness ministries. That's not to say that it's necessarily the largest at this point, but it is the fastest growing, and it's more and more people are taking advantage of it. And so CSRM is definitely committed to this. So please, um, please uh, let us know if you would be interested in serving in that capacity, and we would be more than welcoming to you in that. Again, uh, anybody that wants to make sure you're invited to any of these things, please chat me your email address and we'll get you on these lists. So let's go back to the the, the free conversation, co-conversationalists here today. And um, last words, last pieces of wisdom or, or insights, anything that you've gained. Shane, we'll go with you first, since you look confused. <laughs> oh, thanks, Greg. Um, I'm thinking for my wisest answer that I could give because uh, everybody's situation is different. You know, <clears throat> hopefully you're on this call because you believe in sports and fitness and, um, you know, sp that sports and fitness bridges the gap um, to us and our communities and just uh, people that need to hear about the eternal hope that we have that Debbie talked about. And um, just encourage you all to keep on keeping on. And um, fitness is a great way to do that. And um, it's a great way to, to break down walls, build relationships, um, you know, engage with folks, um, earn the right to be heard, um, all those types of things. And so I would just encourage you all to um, – you know, uh, for those of you that are just waiting on your church leadership to be patient uh, and to keep thinking outside the box, just like the three of us are, and um, and uh, just keep love, look, learning for ways to love on people. Um, just kind of have the attitude, and this will be my challenge for all of us, including myself, is not think about what all we can't do. There's lots of things that we can't do, but think uh, think in terms of, what can I do? And so that, that's a real mind shift. And sometimes it's easy for us to get frustrated and think of what all we can't do, but instead ask us, uh, ask the question, you know, what can we do? And so I would just challenge us all to kind of think like that. Um, that's what I've been trying to do these days. And uh, hopefully um, that helps you in some way. Awesome. Thank you, Shane. I think that was wise. Good job, brother. Um, I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm repeating myself, but I think there are lessons to be learned here that we would not learn if, if everything is normal. And I don't know if you're on this call that are thinking, do I even have a job left? 
once we're over this. Maybe you're concerned about finances to support your family, or you think about families, like Shane was saying before, that has such bigger issues than you have. And my experience with Jesus is that he is in the toughest places, and he is where there is darkness. He's always there. So to challenge us to look for him in this, and not to have a tendency of running away and just long. I know many of us are longing when things are normal again. We love to see the people again, and all of that longing could be a good thing. But to, to try to be here and now, what are you speaking to me? What do you want to teach me today, Jesus? Okay, I need to trust you in ways. A year ago, it was normal to have my paycheck every month, but suddenly that is not so, I'm not super sure of that anymore. So I to. I choose to put my trust in you, Jesus, in this. Maybe you're worried about a family you haven't seen or you have that fear that maybe things are not okay in that family. I'm going to pray for them and see if there are ways that I can reach into that family uh, or if there are lonely people who can't come to train. So just inspire us all. I don't want us to all be sitting thinking, oh, the spring of 2020, that's when Corona came. So we just sat and wait for it to be over. But to seize the day, and to make the most out of it. Jesus might be coming back even before Corona is over. So let us be prepared. And that is preaching for myself too. Debbie. I, I agree with both of what they said. Um, I do agree, you know, don't look at the things we can't do, but what can we do? And um, to me, it's just like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Because, you know, it's just like before, it's just like everything had to be so perfect and polished and and all of that. Or, you know, we just didn't do it. And it's just like, at this point, nobody cared. It's like nobody cared. And um, so it was so funny when I shared about the going live on a video. I ended up sideways. Um, and I didn't know I was sideways because it was on my phone. And I couldn't see the comments from where I was leading the class. And... I was doing it with our women's ministry, kind of partnering together with them. And she was wanting to get out there and minister to the ladies who she couldn't minister to either. And she had never done anything like that. So I made a suggestion. So I called her immediately and I said, oh my gosh, I ended up sideways. I don't, I, let's take that down quickly. And she's like, no, we're actually not going to do that. We're going to leave it there. And then some of the comments was like, oh, I thought it was supposed to be sideways so I could see you laying down. And I was like, so I think the big thing is that, you know, don't lose, you know, where God has you in this moment right now. It doesn't have to be perfect. Life is not going to be perfect. And so we just need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus because he's the one that's going to bring about what he wants to do in this time and this season. Well, all right. We uh, can't thank you guys enough so much, so much for what you've uh, given us today and appreciate everybody being on the call and, uh, you'll have kind of one last chance to chat any email addresses uh, that want to be in touch with the future before we sign off. Um, and keep, in, keep the next couple Tuesdays open at noon and join us. And, and uh, anything that we can do, we want to be there for you.
Tuesday Talks are a production of CSRM and their video production house, Overwhelming Victory Flicks. Dr. Greg Linville is our executive producer, and Andrew Fouts is the associate producer. To find out more about Tuesday Talks or to join our next discussion live, visit overwhelmingvictory.org backslash Tuesday Talks. To find out more about Cool Spring Baptist Church, visit coolspring.org. And to learn more about CSRM, visit csrm.org.